Hey, hey, it's the Early Game Podcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome, listeners, to our first episode of 2022. This is the Early Game Podcast, which hopefully you can gather by the name, is a podcast about gaming, all the games coming up, our favourite games and the culture thereof. I'm John, joined by my fellow co-host, Faris. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Indeed. Happy New Year, and we hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Evan's not going to be joining us. He's far, far away in Australia right now, but he, he will be back again uh, in the coming weeks. So we thought yes. for our first uh, welcome back, we were just going to go through what's coming out this year. We're sort of starting afresh, like a new seed, like a sort of pip that's just been laid in the ground. What's going to grow? What are the branches that are going to sprout this year? What are we most looking forward to? What are we kind of a bit, maybe a bit nervous about? What could be rubbish? Uh, but to start us off, I thought, sort of thinking of new beginnings, new resolutions, whatnot. Faris, quick question. I'll put you on the spot here, because I did give Faris a little bit of prep, but I, didn't tell, I, I told him I had an exciting question, but not what that question was. What is your, what do you think, what game do you think has mastered the level one opening tutorial mission? Oh. That classic RPG thing of, there's a disaster, now you've got to learn how to crouch again, or sort of learn the basics of movement. Is there any game that jumps to mind? Yeah, that's a really good question because a lot of them are terrible. Uh, still, um, or or have some kind of problem with them. Um, like most games I played last year had pretty wonky beginnings, um, and I mean, like you say, it's a classic problem of just drowning you in tutorials, and it's boring as fuck. Yeah, we did talk about The Last of Us. It's in some episode, and I still think that has one of the best openings to any video game, because it's it so quickly engages you in the atmosphere and the story without being too too quick. Like it has yeah. a perfect pacing to get you really engaged and want to make you cry after ten minutes. Um, and it doesn't bother with like oh I'll press the left stick to move like you know how to do that. It immediately jumps into like the world, and I think that's yeah. really strong. It doesn't try and teach you, like, it's not like, it, yeah, you're right. It's not like she picks up a gun randomly for no reason, just so it can teach you to, you know, exactly. aim in and reload and stuff. Yeah. That's a fantastic I, answer. I, I, that's always the one I think of. Uh, I wonder if, like, with games that are more, let's say, a, a, le, le, more uh, mechanically focused, uh, uh, like RPGs or something. Yeah. I wonder, I, I don't know, it's hard. I have to say, Halo Infinite has a really great opening. Uh, it's kind of the most recent example. I I really enjoyed that opening because it does a similar thing where it's a bit, it's a tiny bit too long, but it really sets a good start. And then you, literally, your ship explodes. You're the master chief. He's like, I'm gonna kill them all. And then it starts, and it's like, okay, this is really exciting and cool. We're back to the master chief. He's yeah. king of the king of the jungle. What an amazing and thoughtful answer to bring us into twenty twenty two. I was oh, going to say Assassin's you. Creed two because you get to it's uh, on Xbox. Remember, press Y to finger the anchor. Also, also, <laughs> bastardo, bastardo. No, and you run no, away. no. It, it starts with you as a baby, mm. which is which is also very strong. And then you f- go to fingering. Oh, you're right. You're right. The opening <laughs> prologue. Actually, you're right. I'm thinking of the first playable part, but it starts with you as a as a baby. Well, also strong. Also strong entry because it's that's a fun way of because it has the thing with like press one button to control your right arm, and that's actually kind of how the game plays. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. You don't do a counter. Quickly turn behind around and throw out the window. 
you know, <laughs> you know which one has also really fun one. Uh, the first, uh, sh um, I always forget what they're called. The Middle Earth Shadow of Mother. That's that's exactly what it's called. Yeah. Oh, what a terrible name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shadow of Mordor, isn't it? I probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, have you played that one? Yeah, there's kind of assassin stealthy one from like 2013 or 2014. Yeah, do you remember you you um, learn how to do stealth kills via flashback, where you sneak up on your wife, and hug her from behind and give her flowers. <laughs> and, and chuck a little uh, bit of cake in the corner of the room to distract her. <laughs> that's 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 a really good one as well. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, do you remember the the Call of Duty classic example? Is that the, when you're in Stalingrad and you have like you get past you, the ammunition, but you don't have a gun yet? You you throw potatoes to learn how to throw grenades. Oh yeah, that's it in the snow. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, because they don't yeah, want to yeah. waste ammunition. Yeah, 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 that is fantastic. Oh, that is good. I'd forgotten that. I was thinking of the bit where you get past the ammunition, but you've got no gun, and you have to follow the other guy up the um, up into the city yeah. ruins. Can Can you think of some really terrible ones? Because there are a lot. I don't like any of the ones where they give you, like, your full kit. Mm -hmm. I think Valhalla... No, is it Valhalla? One of the recent Assassin's Creed did this, and I didn't like it. You know where they give you, like, all yeah. of your eventual unlocks, and then they put you back down to having nothing, and you have to slowly, slowly unlock each of these little things again? I know it kind of gives you a taste of what you, a taste of what you could have, but I just, I don't like it for some reason. I'm like, okay, I've already been able to master these controls, and then they pull it all away, and they're going to start with giving me just a rock or something. I don't know. I, I never really like that. I think just start me with nothing and let me build up, or start me with everything. Yeah, um, and uh, another recent example of a game that does does that, kind of, but in a weird way, is Metroid Dread, which I ended <laughs> up loving a lot. I, I love that game, but the opening is weird, and... You do start uh, Samus around with all of her abilities, but you don't even get to play her. You, you you see her being a badass in a cutscene, and then she's being stripped of her powers. And it's like, what was even the point of this? Oh, <laughs> so I, I didn't even get to control it. No. Yeah. No, that's a complete cock that, that is that. that is really weird, but the rest, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any uh, truly terrible ones. Another fun one is um, Star Wars The Force Unleashed that kind of does that because you start as Darth Vader. So you have all the powers, all the Jedi, all the Sith powers, but then you finish the prologue and you play the actual character who's like a novice. So then you slowly learn all the powers that Darth Vader already has. Right back down to basic so bitch again. It, it, it does that trick, which is kind of annoying, but the way they package it with Darth Vader was pretty cool it was oh, like okay. a neat neat twist on that formula they got it a little bit atmospheric yeah well yeah, i tell great you question oh yeah well i thought it'd be starting us off for the uh sort of what to look forward to what what, what yeah. can we expect from these games when we begin them i think first thing before we do jump into this what do we anticipate about i think we'll just have like a loose conversation we'll just talk about it uh, rather than do like a top five ten whatever it should be nice to talk about a lot of them even if they're not the most exciting things this year yeah. i think we can both agree this year's looking a lot healthier than last year um i can already see you know i can already think of quite a few things that are you know real box office that i'm looking forward to but i, d I mean we're still in covid so you know don't take this don't take what we're about to say as the 2022 releases as gospel I still think we could be in for some delays here. 
Um, absolutely, you should you should yeah. absolutely count with quite a lot of delays actually. <laughs> like the um, not Starlink, Starfield, Starfield. Like that's yeah. still, I think technically, it's still got a placeholder release for 2022, but. Didn't we know? I don't know if it's rumor or confirmed yet, but I think I've, either way, I've heard through the grapevine that's definitely not coming out this year. So, so it's set for the 11th of November because that's the Bethesda date. That's when okay. they released Skyrim on 11-11-11. Yeah. So they said stuff is going to come out on 11-11-22, 11 years after Skyrim. I don't know why, uh, what exactly that number means for them, but I mean... They did that, but yeah, there's been reporting, I think mainly by Jason Schreier, that um, that, that is basically just a ruse. Like it, they're already expecting to to um, to delay it, and it was it was just like a marketing thing to say that. Okay, I can see why because when we saw it at the um, Bethesda Xbox showcase in the sort of late summer, at that point it was only. Not conceptual level, but very, very early reveals. You can tell that they didn't have much to show off. Or if they and did, they were holding their cards very they, close to their they chest. St they still haven't had much to show. Like, we got, like, one more trailer, I think, and some, like, concept art. And it's and still... The, yeah, carry yeah, on, sir. the trailer was very short as well. Was... And I'm still not sure what the what the action will be here. It's like, At the moment, everything we've seen has been very... It's kind of uh, it, it, the, the tone of the trailers and of the concept art has been this is the calm before the storm. This is like the normal life of people who work on outer planets, who collect minerals and such. But surely there's going to be some event or something that forces us into action or we discover some enemies on a planet. It surely can't just be a mining simulator. But we haven't seen any, at least as far as I'm aware, sort of signs of danger or what that will be yet. I'm sure it's going to be... Um... A typical professor RPG. You're gonna have big maps. I mean, I assume you're gonna travel between different planets, and they're gonna be big, and they're gonna be full of side quests. Ninety-five percent of which are completely meaningless. Um, that's what I expect. With that's uh, some great writing. I hope with the. Uh, hopefully, sorry. I mean, uh, we. I think we talked about this before. How much I disliked Fallout Four for its egregiously bad writing. And I really hope this one is better. <laughs> well, the, yeah, some of the quest lines were terrible in the in the overarching part of Fallout 4, but I always enjoyed the way they've done NPCs and side quests, and they've been a bit tongue-in-cheek. And I've always liked how rude you can be to the NPCs. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but, the, but the, the, the older games were better at that, much better. Like uh, Fallout New Vegas, you can be such a dickhead, and it's much, uh, much better. Like, yeah, much more fun. it was more sanitized in 4. I can't remember you being as terrible in that. Yeah, so we'll see. Like you say, we don't really know anything about that, and I highly doubt it's coming out this year. Yeah, so that's a good place to start then. The one that's kind of, um, yeah, less, uh, yeah, as I say, less likely to come out. Should I, uh, should I just, should I hit you with uh, another one that I'm excited for? We're of kind course. of, we'll lead we can, up. Yeah, yeah we can alter, we can alternate and just pick one game and talk about that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, let's do it that way. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I am particularly excited for as a fan of the franchise, and because I think it genuinely looks quite good, is the Harry Potter mm. RPG that's coming, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, where you're going to play as a student to Hogwarts sometime in the, I think it's sometime in the 1800s. So it's, I mean, not that it matters within the walls of Hogwarts, because outside tech isn't there anyway. 
but you're this isn't taking part during the Harry Potter uh, uh, sort of timeline, or this is even pre Voldemort. But it seems like you're going to get to explore Hogwarts, be a young witch or wizard. Um, but it looks a lot more in depth. I remember like a years ago when like the first leak of this came out and it was a screenshot of the character create and it looks like far more so than other Hogwarts or Harry Potter things we've had so far. It's not just choose your house. It seems like there's actually um, a fairly in-depth uh, sort of magic or, you know, magic system in game and as I say, quite a few things that you can choose, like diff- different stats we might not have seen before that might apply to the Hogwarts world. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm really hyped for that. Yeah, it looks it looks very ambitious. Like um, also, a game we don't know a ton about. I think. I mean, they showed a few trailers and such, but uh, I personally am also not super interested. I mean, maybe if because I'm just not, I'm I'm done with Harry Potter. Like yeah, fair enough. I I had I had my I had my times with it, <laughs> but um, I might check it out if people say this is an incredible game. Which it, it could be like it, it looks like it has a lot of potential for sure, especially if it goes as in depth as it suggests it will. I think it's got real potential as that kind of Sunday, no one's in that cozy RPG, yeah, you know, not the one that you're trying to like do really well on, but you kind of you know, the ones where you're listening to the story, not skipping the cutscenes, just yeah, chilling on some side quests. I think it's got a lot of potential for that. I don't know if it stays purely within the bounds of Hogwarts. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. But that would make me... I don't know whether that would make me more or less excited. They would have to make Hogwarts massive and really faithfully recreate all the different parts of it to provide those threats for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm pretty hyped for that one. Uh, me and Neil have recently rewatched the whole franchise. We finished Deathly Hallows oh, Part 2 like last night or yesterday afternoon or something or, or Saturday. So yeah, so it's still very fresh in my mind. So I'm pretty hyped for that. But... Uh- Lovely, yeah. My my girlfriend just rewatched the whole series, but without me. <laughs> oh, sad times, sad times. Uh, it's it was fine. We talked a lot about it, which was also very fun. And you kept saying, "I'm done. I'm done with uh, done with Hogwarts." No, I wonder how I, much. No, no. <laughs> I know you're not a cynic. <laughs> Try not to be. I wonder how much they'll have to roll back the. I don't know if they'll do anything to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling in the in the wake of her becoming a controversial figure. Um, but I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> there will there will be a note in the beginning that alludes to it. Yeah, yeah, they will. This oh, was made by prediction. a diverse yes. team of all yeah. sexualities and beliefs. Yeah, and we met, this is our own story, something like this. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a, that's a great prediction. That's exactly what they'll do. It's like at the beginning of the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wonder how much creative liberty they will have with this because, I mean, Harry Potter universe, as she has shown in her uh, insufferable tweets, has a lot of wiggle room. Like, you can really do a lot with it. And yeah. You could also change some of the more um, problematic aspects of it, for sure. Yeah. There... So more like an interpretation than, let's say, like, like, like uh, it was a kind of always a shame about the the license games, you know, the ones that were that uh, came with the films. Yeah, like the, well, well, I remember some of them being pretty good way back when. No, they were pretty good, but it was like okay, the liberties you took mostly are just weird and suck, and otherwise you just recreate the film. I mean, yeah. some of them there's there, there's been a great video series in Germany. Um, the guy who played all every single Harry Potter game ever, 
and reviewed all of them. And it was really fascinating to see that most of them are really strange games, like really strange products. <laughs> but this one seems a bit more, you know, polished and clean. And uh, so we'll, uh, I'm also interested to say, see what they'll do with it. Because they're, they're not um, in the Harry Potter timeline and they're not bound to just retell the games. They have the freedom to give you a more open, complete RPG experience. Whereas if you were just doing, you know, you know, if Harry Potter is at the school, you know what the main quest has to be, what the main enemy has to be. You know you will have had to see all these lo- like famous locations before. Whereas if they do it in this 1800s, they can, as you say, take some liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Great well, pick. something you're uh, excited for. Thank you. Um, one game I am personally very excited for, but that I'm also not sure will come out next year because that's just the kind of game it is, is uh, Stalker 2. Okay, so I'll, I'm on PlayStation, so unless I get my set, my PC won't be strong enough to powerful enough rather to pay this. But in, if I I do plan on getting an Xbox, oh yeah, and I believe this is coming out on Xbox, right? Yes, then um, it's 100% would be one of the games I would get. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, I've unfortunately never played Stalker, the old Stalker games, but they're the most me games I've never played. I think like that that kind of stuff is exactly my shit. Like I'm playing Metro Exodus right now. Yeah. And that game is so oh. much like Stalker. Yeah, that's set uh, in the Russian uh, Metro during a nuclear event that happens above ground, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah. the world is annihilated, nuclear uh, winter, and you live in the Metro. But in Exodus, the the third one, they go out of the Metro and explore Russia. Oh, that's so nice. It's much more like Stalker, because it's outside and, and stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, they, these games always have had weird development um, cycles and stories, and um, I don't know who exactly the developers. I think they haven't made a game before officially, or they're old stalker developers in a new studio. It's a bit of a weird story. They they showed this one really fantastic trailer, I think, during Gamescom or E3, but um, some people have already said that that trailer was like bullshit. It was like a fake trailer, but there was oh, also really? just rumors, oh, okay. um, and not necessarily by like the mo- like, not the worst sources, but like, it wasn't like Jason Schreier or something. No, but it, 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 I am kind of worried that it is, and that it either won't come out or will be a mess. But if if they nail it and it looks as great as the, in the trailers, um, this will be a strong, like definitely one of my favorite, could be my, one of my favorite games of this year. Well, if I get that car, if I get the Xbox, it's one I'd love to play. If there is some kind of co-op thing we can do in the world, it seems like one that would be very atmospheric to play with friends. You know, as names just stalking through these um, abandoned yeah. Russian fields and streets and farmhouses. Yeah, I don't think yeah, this one awesome. will do that, but that is actually that is really a great idea. There must be a game like that, right? Like Tarkov's um, kind of like Tarkov that, I guess. Tarkov makes me think of that. Yeah, the kind of. Uh, co-op, almost BR-style, massive, expansive world. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. I don't, I haven't heard much about Stalker, uh, Stalker Two rather. Um, but uh, well, because I know I needed to change platform before I could even start to get myself <laughs> yeah. excited about it. But yeah, I think that does look pretty awesome. It's a shame to hear those rumours though. But I feel. Do you know? Do you know a release date for it yet, or a placeholder? It has a, a, a set release date, like twenty April twenty fourth or something like that. Wow, so uh, in the spring. Yeah, I've just got on the Steam yeah. page now, and you're at the 28th of April, so we don't have to wait long to find yeah. out more. 
Well, then surely but, uh, these trailers can only be so bullshit if, if we're that close to release. Well, I'll believe it when I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. We've been yeah. burnt enough. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, it's a good pick. That's a good pick. Thanks. I'm excited for that. Okay, nice. Uh, what else am I excited for next year? I'll save... Okay, I'll, I'm not going to pick... I was hovering over one, but I'm not personally excited for what's probably the most widely anticipated game next year. Oh, I, I'm no need to go... Okay, no, actually, I'll go Lord of the Rings Golem, saving the most anticipated for us to eventually talk about. I wonder if we'll guess the same for that one. But no, Lord of the Rings Golem, it won't be as huge, but I love stealth games. Um, I loved Splinter Cell. loved the more assassin elements, the stealthy elements of Assassin's Creed, like Hitman. Um, yeah, I loved the uh, d- um, uh, games we were speaking about um, a few weeks ago from the Shadow Tactics and such. Um and so, yeah, I'm really excited for this as a stealth game, also as a Lord of the Rings fan. This is, little, you know, in the Venn diagram of things I love, I'm, I'm perfectly in the centre of where this game should hopefully go. Um, but it could be, you know, Gollum doesn't have a set of tools to use. He's, you know, famously, maybe he's nothing more than a rock. So this could be super one-dimensional and linear. That's my fear with this, that they could only give Gollum so much. So, I, yeah, I, yeah. Well, That's it's it's made by Daedalic, who are a really great um, German studio. They make uh, uh, adventure games. So it will probably be kind of an adventure game with, um, I guess, stealth action elements. But I assume it will be mostly like a narrative, a focus on narrative and maybe like puzzles and exploration and stuff like that, uh, which mm. could work really well. Could it could it, it could work really well. It won't be like, it won't be the big Lord of the Rings game that I know you want. No, but... yeah, I, and I don't worry. I'm not like it's called Gollum. I like that they're being upfront and they've you know they're saying we're focusing on this one small part and it's like it you know good that you know obviously I want the big thing that all encompassing but yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going into it with false expectations, at least, because they are being very upfront with what you're getting here. With a name like yeah, that. for sure. It's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. It's Nintendo Switch as well. Another. Uh, so you could pick it up on, you know, on the Switch. I, could... I don't know why I'm mentioning that specifically, but there's not many overlapping uh, releases for both consoles and Switch. So that's true. Something for you. Though. Um. Oh, I don't know which one to pick next. There are a bunch of really interesting ones. Maybe quickly name some that I'm seeing. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 is supposed to come out. That's going to be huge. Well, that's been in pre-release. for. I've owned that since for a while, 2020. Yeah. No, yeah, 2020. Then it was in pre-release, just in my Steam, for all of yeah. 2021. And they do, they're really good at giving it like regular... Um, not just regular patches, but regular content releases, and they're really. Oh, I think we've spoken about the podcast before, but they're they're because they are a smaller studio. They're really. Um, they've got a really healthy relationship with their audience, and they say up front, you know, when things aren't working, when they are, and they take things and credit them that the community have suggested and implement them. So I really am excited for that. That's going to be huge. Yeah, I I might check out that one because I never played one of their games. I forgot the name of the studio, but they made um, the original Larian. Sun games. They do yeah. the Divinity, yeah, yeah. And I, I saw gameplay from when this first came into early access, and it still looked. I mean, parts of it looked fantastic already, like the cutscenes and, uh, I mean, the the 
combat and everything is like I guess familiar. Yeah. Uh, but also parts of it, like some animation and stuff, looked very rough still. Yeah, but, it was it was buggy. It, it still is in parts. Yeah, for sure. It's got yeah. a lot of polish. But if they if they manage to get it out this year, it could be at least at, at least for that genre, it's pretty big deal for sure. But, I mean, it looked it looked yeah. very promising. And they've got a great pedigree. You know, they did a really good job on Div One, Div Two. I think they were the right people to pick up Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that'll be absolutely yeah. huge. Um, I really do hope that they do. I really hope that they go above and beyond so that they're given a sequel because I'd really love to see more of the um, D&D world properly yeah. uh, put into AAA games. Yeah, that'd be absolutely great choice. Good choice. I'll keep it PC then. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3. Uh, yes, is, I was thinking of you. Yeah, yeah. That one's going to be obviously huge as well. Um, I haven't got that on pre-order, but I, it's one of those games I know I'll get um, when it's out. What I like about... Um, it's going to be on Game Pass. Day oh, one. that's good. But can I, if I own... Oh, the thing is, though, I might need to buy it on Steam because um, the th- what they do in the in this kind of trilogy of Total War games, there's like a there's like a world map. And the first game gave us like a third of the world. And then when the second game oh. came out, it gave us the second third. But if you owned the first game, you could do a campaign that used both of them together. So it would cool. be the case that, yeah, it is a cool way to build. It, for sure, it was super cool. It, like, it ends up with these massive campaigns. But if you're into it, that's just more good fun. So with the third game, like I'll need it to recognize that I own the first and second on Steam so yeah. that I can do this grand campaign. Um but I'd happily, like, yeah, oh, God, if it's on Game Pass, it's going to be really hard to motivate myself to buy it. That's the one problem with Game Pass. I think the other <laughs> one. I think the other ones are also on Game Pass. No, they're not. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, either way, um, I mean, but, oh, that is amazing. It's on Game Pass day one. You're right. Yeah. Damn. I see it Damn. every day. I open the Game Pass up every day just because it makes me happy. And it's currently the only one on coming soon. So oh, wow. every, every day I think of you, John. Oh, nice. So that's lovely. Well, I, I think of you when I play Desperados 3, which is sadly leaving uh, Game Pass soon, but I'm playing as much of it, of it as I can before then. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic game. Yeah, a brilliant um, game. But I think, I'll, I think I'll, I'll look for a Steam key and buy that when it comes out. But yeah, oh, yeah. Total Warhammer 3, this is out February 17th. This is out really quite um, soon, soon, another spring release. It, well, it was meant to be um, 2021 fall, but then got delayed, but... I think it's one of those communities because they've got such a um, diehard fandom and they've done a really good job with the second. It was that situation where everyone on the ground in the Reddit, on Twitter, etc., seemed to have that opinion of just delay it, take as much time as you need. We want this done right. There's no, you know, it's not that thing of, oh, another delay, make a meme about it. It was very much people were on yeah. board, it seemed, with them taking as long as they needed. So, yeah, this would be awesome. Yeah, it's great. I might I might check this one out because I never got either into Warhammer nor Total War, but I I heard so much positive about this series, uh, like the Total War Warhammer specifically. Yeah, it and really that, yeah. Kurt. It does seem very appealing. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It would look fantastic on your uh, rig at the moment as well. It's a oh, it's a really oh, yeah. good game. Really, really. Uh, I think when we spoke about we spoke about Age of Empires, we were talking about how we both like the kind of. Um, uh, the the planning of the towns and the building of the different buildings, but sometimes the combat. Well, Age of Empires is particularly bad for it, but sometimes the combat can immediately feel quite janky and not very fluid. And yeah. what's what Total War Warhammer does, which is really good, I think, is 
some factions it is very combat focused and you've got to learn all these micro uh, you've got they're quite micro intensive and you've got to learn how each unit works but there are some like some of the high love like like the high elf so it's much more you know you build your things right it's more about this world conquering planning you know i'm gonna take that island i'm gonna build a church kind of thing and the actual battle is quite simple because their tactic is just stack your archers on a hill get a row of spearmen in front and just wait for the army to come to you and it really there aren't many enemies they have where you need to change that tactic or not until you're quite late into the game so there's a there's a really nice way into it if the as for me it is the combat can be quite complicated but yeah totally yeah big advice that big recommendation thank you i'll i'll heed i'll heed your advice nice nice um I think I want to name a few smaller games that I'm personally very excited about. Okay. Um, one is Stray. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I think. Uh, no, I don't think so. It was it was shown, I think, in one of the. Um, do you remember that showcase when the PS5 got revealed, like the the design of the PS5 with the price and everything? Oh, in what twenty? Not twenty eight. Twenty twenty one. No, no, like it was it was a few months before release. Oh, okay. Very close to release. Uh, um, or, or 2020 mid-year. It would have been like 2020 summer. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the game was uh, revealed. And um, it's like a cyberpunk city where you play as a little cat. And apparently it's 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 published by Annapurna, who are one of the best publishers of like weird indie games. Okay. Because they, 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 they have lots of money and they don't care about uh, recouping it so they they finance really quite um ambitious games made by smaller studios and it's a it, perfect it, setup for an indie and and this one is i think playstation and pc exclusive and it looks fantastic like the uh, graphics look incredible and there were some first previews where it's apparently like a really intense action game like the cat wields like giant guns and stuff like that while also being like really cool in this really cool world and also just very cute because he plays a little cat um i might sound like a rambling like a madman but no no this... no not at all <laughs> i've just googled an image and you you see you sort of described it exactly right as mental as it might seem to the listeners but that is what yeah it looks like that's yeah yeah it does look amazing as well from these few shots i'm seeing and it just seems really cool and i i think this could be a really wonderful game you know what I like about this choice as well? I do, I, I, this is a good pick because I do think the world of Cyberpunk, I don't want it to be that thing of, oh, Cyberpunk was so bad. We're not doing that again. We're not making yeah. those mistakes. And we don't get to see that kind of dystopian near future world, which, yeah, we've seen it in different forms, obviously. It's not new to gaming, but Cyberpunk promised so much. And it was like the first, you know, we get so much of the fantasy, which I admittedly I do love, but. That that world that this looks very similar to, it would be nice to go back and maybe live out some of that fantasy that Cyberpunk promised. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. And as you say, yeah. it looks astoundingly uh, beautiful for an indie game. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, uh, um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be in PC zone, so I'm going to be able to play it. Um, one more tiny game that I'm personally extremely excited about, this Oli Oli World. Ollie Ollie World. Uh, Ollie Ollie are fantastic 2D skateboarding games. Um, they came out a while ago. I think the first one was like 2013 or something. Okay. And they they're making a new one which is um, much more ambitious 
than the previous ones. Like it also looks incredible. It looks like Adventure Time, like the graphically. Uh, I'm gonna send you a trailer. And those games, they are basically arcade games. They're like 2D, and you skate along. Uh, it's kind of like Trials. You, oh, you I've just got that. I've just got your th- yeah. Trials is pretty fun. Trials, yeah. Trials is pretty fun. The motocross one, yeah. Yeah, and this is kind of that, but with skateboarding. But it looks like they really, they were very small games, especially in scope. And this one seems significantly more ambitious, especially kind of in style. Well, it looks kind of 3D to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, 2D perspective with 3D models. Um, And I love these games and they're really, really cool. They're like cheap, short, really... Uh, creative and fun games. This is the and kind it... of thing. Oh, carry on, sorry. No, I'm I'm done. I was gonna say if I did have a Switch, this is the kind of thing I could imagine myself getting for like a little play in bed. On the... this is the kind of game I could imagine enjoying on yeah. a Switch that it would really thrive with. Oh, absolutely! I'm so excited to play it on the Switch. It's actually coming out on everything. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It was uh, Nintendo snatched the marketing exclusive because they have a big indie focus. Um, but it's coming on literally every platform. PS4, okay. PS5, Xbox One, oh, series, nice. yeah, and PC. Oh, it looks very cool. And one last one, just quick, but also personally very excited uh, because it looks weird as fuck, is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay. Which is by the uh, makers of Evil Within. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it looks completely bonkers. It's like this... Also, a sort of cyberpunk-ish world. It's a first-person action game where you cast spells to fight against some So, so unlike ghosts. normal JRPGs, which are famously down-to-earth <laughs> and quite realistic. <laughs> yeah. But this one, this one is really, like, wild. And it looks super fun because it has... It's also graphically quite impressive. And it has, like I said, this first-person gameplay... But in the trailers alone, so much wild shit is happening, um, and I, I, I quite loved Evil Within for their atmosphere and everything. Didn't really enjoy playing those games, but um, if this is really fun to play and they do the weird shit that the that the studio loves to do, I'm super super down for that. Yeah, there oh. for it. Oh yeah. Check that out Evil Within. Cool. Yeah. I just had a look at the uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. A few more shots of it. The magic meets martial arts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's ludicrous. Um, But, I mean, I'm sure you'll have a good time. Um, Oh, I I will have a great time. Sticking (laughs) sticking with G's, I'll uh, I'll go to what I didn't say earlier, but what I think will be the... For most people, probably not for me. I don't know about... I think for you, I would probably... I'm going to guess that you're most anticipated... Would be Elden Ring, maybe. Maybe we've already said that actually on like a podcast a few weeks ago. But God of War Ragnarok, I think, is going to yeah. be the one that gets the attention, the most attention this year. Um, almost certainly, it was so massive uh, when the sort of God of War on, um, not reboot. What would it have been in the series? The fourth one. Um, it was just called uh, God of War, but would it have been the fourth or fifth? Te- technically, the fifth. I think. I think there was a prequel somewhere. I mean, okay. if you count like the PSP games and stuff, it's like the eighth game or something. Okay. Well, then. Well, yeah. Then it, 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 it I'm most excited for reboot. God of War Nine. <laughs> yeah. God of War Ragnarok, uh, which is coming, of course, uh, sort of tail end of this year. Don't have an exact release date yet. 
I don't want to be too down on this because I was thinking of God of War um, when we were preparing for this because obviously Ragnarok was going to come up. We're looking forward to 2022. I did play the first one. I bought it. I thought it looked amazing. I was really, yeah, I was, I was really, um, yeah, really happy with how it looked. I thought some of the mechanics are really good, but it didn't. Um, it just didn't strike a chord with me as much as it clearly did for uh, uh, a lot of people I usually share a similar interest for games with. Um, and it, I don't know, you know, maybe I should have liked it more, but it just... The, you know, the fighting was amazing. It did a lot technically perfect. I still say I can objectively say it was a 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 10 out of 10 kind of game. And I'm sure Ragnarok will do that. But I... I don't know, it's not as much for me. But I'm sure we'll get a few copies at the office, and I will. I will play it through. I'm quite. I'd quite like to see the sun kind of lean into his own thing. A lot of the trailer seems to suggest that he will grow up. We can see him sort of carrying a deer on his back, so maybe we'll even go as far as to fight as him. Um, I know this will be huge, obviously, and we've got to mention it in this episode. But perhaps you're more excited for it. I'm. I'm still not there yet with it. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because I I did enjoy this game a lot. Uh, the first game, I mean. And yeah. I think, like you say, I think technically it was basically perfect. Like, it looked stunning. Um, and I loved the combat. I thought the combat was, they, they did so well. And they really nailed that aspect. But I think, and, and the one aspect of the game where it didn't quite land for me was the story and some of the writing, um, which I think was a bit too thin and some of their choices were uh, I didn't I didn't enjoy at all um and I I, I still loved the game I, um I, I really enjoyed it a lot but I think um Ragnarok has potential of being truly amazing because they already have that foundation of the gameplay and the engine and the graphics and everything and it does look the same and there's been a lot of annoying memes about it I don't give a shit because the, the uh, God of War was so beautiful and so well made. Yeah, they'd be stupid to change too much. You know, yeah. they they really it would be a really stupid decision for them to revolutionise any of that stuff. They they're in a good place. They just add a couple more things, just throw in one or two more mechanics, and then take us somewhere new. My main problem was that they felt kind of gloomy and lonely. You know, it's always going to happen when you've got this high fantasy, you are a god style thing where, you know, he's never going to truly connect with the world and the character of Kratos is meant to be quite insular. And they give you the sun and they give you Mimir, so you've got those two kind of companions to break up the complete silence. But the world felt empty to me and I I like a few NPCs, I like a few silly towns with, you know, locals in it and travellers coming down the road towards you. And it was all this... very high fancy glimmering lakes of gold and no one for miles uh, kind of thing. And I don't know. Yeah. I like mine a little bit more wacky, a bit more down to earth, a bit more human filled with a few more characters. I think, yeah, I wanted more characters just because there are really only a few in the first game. And uh, they're for the most part good, but um, uh, I think they don't nail all of their arcs. Um, I think what they did with someone like Mimir was extremely good and that's kind of my hope that they build upon uh, that they use the time to build out the story and what they want to do with this game and uh, build more environments Um, because it's it's been four years as well Um, so they definitely had enough time to fill out the game a bit more or make it a bit tighter just make the content 
hit even stronger. And that's that's my hope for the game that it does that that it builds upon the foundation and um, um, irons out some of the weaknesses of the first game. Then it could be really amazing if it if it's kind of the same thing again, uh, where it also feels a bit unsatisfying at the end. Where um, I would be slightly disappointed. I have quite high expectations for this. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, as I say, I think it will be technically brilliant. I just need to see. I, I I I don't think the world will ever really meet my hope for a different style of world because I'm hoping for it. Yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm my hope would be for a fundamentally different style of world. But it seems like we're still in that Norse high fantasy, and it's going to be you know the rebirth of the world. So it's only going to get more highfalutin and less wacky. So we'll see. Anything else yeah. you want to mention now? Before, well, I mean, still got, you know, yeah. Sorry, carry on. I know we'll round out the big and most like, but there's still quite a few things that are coming out this year. Should, should we talk about the my most anticipated game? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I, I, yeah, okay. Was I correct in saying it'll be Elden Ring? Of course. Yeah. Of course you were correct. I think I said in one episode of the podcast that I secretly hope that this will be one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> like I have very, very high expectations, especially after playing the beta, which I totally loved. I had an incredibly great time with it. And really, I that really makes me happy. That really I, does make me happy. Thank you. I, I well, immediately I some, wanted to play the game. I, I just want to say, I immediately wanted to keep playing the game and like dive head first into it and just spend a month of my life with this thing. Yeah. And I don't want to rely too easily on um, trying to get out my sort of white chalk to co-op or look up walkthroughs too quickly. I want to get that sense of having beaten it myself because I played some DS3 over the Christmas with like my friend that introduced me to the Dark Souls way back when. And we we're both talking about Elden Ring and I was saying, you know, you had a beta code, neither of us could get one. But the, the fact that you say it's as good as it is, I think they've had a lot of time to learn off the back of Dark Souls. Then... Um, Bloodborne, and they're kind of they're in a position now where well not in a position I think they've always had the in-house skills to know what they need to do but I think they can really get this one sort of uh, technically trimmed and polished to the point where it will be perfect for people who like that style of game so yeah that's that's hugely exciting I hope we do get more of a well I don't know actually I was ho- I hope the world's a little bit more open because it's always felt um, oh yeah. They, they are they are linear slash open sort of hybrid worlds in the in the Dark Souls game. So I do hope they're a little bit more a little bit more open. But that's the one thing no. I'd like them to do a bit more of. Yeah, this is absolutely an open world game. Okay, that's yeah, that's hugely exciting then. That's, that's and fantastic. Uh, the, the structure is very different from Dark Souls because um, Dark Souls are actually very linear games. I mean, the first one um, has a foe. Uh, open nature where you can in theory decide to go to the catacombs first but you will just be wrecked and as a casual player will not make it through you're supposed to go to one place then to another then and so on it has a suggested linear uh, thing and, and the levels are all very linear exactly i was gonna say even within those different parts of the world there's quite an exact route through yeah. that world from like the you know the front door through they can feel a bit like corridors quite often um, yeah and, and and what i played from elden ring which was around like five hours it was mostly in a, a very big open field area you know 
Yeah. And where you have almost like Ubisoft style, like you have encampments, you have like caves that you can explore. You have like these little things that you can do. That's you cool. meet NPCs. Um, but of course, it's not like um, you don't climb any towers. This is not Far Cry. <laughs> That's pure Ubisoft, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you don't do that. And the cameras are very different because you still have Dark Souls gameplay, but you are much more mobile. You actually have stealth gameplay as well, which they did with Sekiro. That's cool. Uh, but it feels like a Dark Souls game where you can jump and crouch, which is weird at first. Uh, but it, uh, as soon as I got into it, I had so much fun with that because the extra mobility is um, so cool because Dark Souls was always at its best when it gave you as many possibilities uh, um, as possible to do what you want with your character. To... Yeah, make them ridiculous. Do these yeah. ridiculous builds where and, nothing, and do... where something stupid. Go full yeah. on your knight. And being able to do that more in the action itself is is super cool. And I really wonder, like, there's going to be already all the Dark Souls YouTubers went crazy with all the weapons that are in the game, everything you could do with the jump. And you have a horse. Um, you have horse combat. You have horse combat. Wow. Yeah, which is super fun, that especially is... when you're basically jousting against another uh, knight. Parry another this, rider. you filthy casual. And it's super hard as well. Wait. It's, it was super hard. There was like, good, I wonder, I, 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 I assume they're going to have more like Dark Souls-like areas because in the beta, uh, or like in the beginning of the game, you're supposed to go to a castle. I never made it into the castle because the boss in front of it was too hard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that like your Ithril of the Boreal Valley? Or, or no, it's not. That's the wrong one. Who's the guy like that? I know who you mean. The guy that's um like that first in the... Dark Souls I mean, 3, uh, uh, that first no, guy you've uh, got to kill, like your tutorial enemy oh. kind of thing, your tutorial boss. No, I mean in Elden Ring. Brundit. Oh, yeah, yeah, in Elden Ring, but I mean he'll yeah, be uh, like yeah, yeah. that for, he'll be the equivalent. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, it kind of, it's hard to tell because Dark Souls always have those first bosses that are hard on purpose and uh, kind of to, to put you down on your ass. Yeah. Um, and it has that as well because the first NPC you see, you, you come out of a cave, you see this big open world, which is gorgeous. You see, you see someone riding on a horse uh, towards you, and you approach them, and it immediately triggers a boss fight in the open world, and it's this huge golden knight who just one hits you. So it kind of has that, <laughs> and but you can avoid him. He's good. in the open world. You can sneak past him and then do other stuff. Oh, okay, but, okay. So it's it's more optional than yeah. Yeah. But then you have the linear moments. Like, there was a character that's like, hey, you should go to the castle. And there's actually, like, a sort of waypoint system where on the bonfire equivalents, there will be, like, a line. Like, a it, it, it's some in-game thing. There's, like, little butterflies or something that show you where you have to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. I see. Like, your uh, golden trail, yeah. but it's skinned yeah. as something else. Yeah. So there is this big castle that I'm supposed to go. And I'm assume it's going to be, like, a Dark Souls castle. Like, a big... Yeah. Um, labyrinthian level that you play Gothic cages that yeah. come alive and attack you. So I assume it will have that kind of mix of being really open and being as linear as the Paris games, which uh, uh, so, uh, like would be so cool as well. Like I'm just super enamored with this and I'm incredibly excited. I can't wait to play it and it's going to be really soon. It's February 25th, like a month 
almost yeah it's gonna be wild maybe we need to yeah. consider taking a day off but uh we'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll have to think of that I'm, yeah. i think that's probably my most uh oh there's a lot good coming out this year yeah that's mm. probably my most uh, that's the one that at the moment i'm certain will be brilliant and then other things might you know this golem game or the hogwarts game because they really meet my sort of personal interests as well as my gaming. If they're well done, they could end up being these absolute classics I love for ages. Um, but I think I'm with you that Elden's my safe bet at the moment. I know that'll be amazing. I know I'll love it, and I'm really excited. And as yeah. you say, we get to play it so soon, so that's pretty yeah. hyped. But I have to say, I I am of this opinion since I played it. Like before that, I didn't really know what to think of it. I thought I thought the trailers looked amazing and the idea of it sounded cool. But then actually. Play, uh, experiencing it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is amazing. Without now, I, I need this. Um, I feel like with from software, I was never, I kind of always expected a certain level of quality from them. But yeah, yeah. I don't want them to deviate too much from the from the known mo. They have, they have, uh, they have a pedigree as well. Whereas like yeah. all the other games we talked about, um, not necessarily to that degree. Like even God of War, we were kind of hesitant. Even I, who like the game significantly more than you, am hesitant because of some things that the first one didn't quite get right, in my opinion. Whereas I feel Dark Souls and Bloodborne are uh, like my favorite games of all time. Yeah, it's not going to make those stupid misses. Not Bloodborne for me. Dark Souls 3 mm. uh, is up there and definitely my top 10 games of all time, but I didn't take to Bloodborne as much. Dark Souls 1's really in my top 20. Uh, I tell you what, Will, um, we won- I was going to blurt out one more. But we'll let, let's end it there and wait till Evans back because uh, I know with Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild mm. sequel, he'll have a thing or two to say about it, and maybe oh, even no. we'll talk about uh, a recent top one hundred list that was very, very gratifying to Breath of the Wild. So I know yes. that he'll yeah have a controversial or not opinion on that. Um, we'll yeah. see about that. We'll see. <laughs> but I mean, I, this is another one that could be delayed, so it's. Yeah, we'll I, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, like, it could come out um, this year, and they'll they'll have like a showcase in I don't know July, and be like, yeah, it's gonna be here in two months, or it, it could be delayed until twenty twenty three. Like, it's just a complete secret. Like, Up in the air at the moment, th- th- and there's no way to judge it because also there are no. Um, Lease and stuff coming out of Nintendo. Well, the the like, only the only one that I've seen, not a, strictly a leak, but was for a patent for technology they're going to use in the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which describes how uh, you can sort of do different things when you're falling. I would need to go back and have a look, but they filed mm. a patent for this technology, such that that Link will be able to use it so that when he's falling. Do you know what? I'm going to research this and talk about it when we talk about this yeah. next week. Um, but there is there's that small tidbit of new tech we know they're bringing to the game, um, and they want to focus, I guess, on uh, or not focus on, but they want to give him serious kind of gliding, flying, hmm. aerial abilities again. So yeah, I mean, this might be this is the game where again I won't buy a Switch because it's uh, just out of my price range for something that I'm only so so about. But this is definitely a game that I would... Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a game that I would... This would be the first... I would definitely... I think, yeah, Breath of the Wild would be the first game I would get if I ever bought a Switch. If I win it, there we go. If I win a Switch, I'll buy this game. That's kind of what happened to me. I mean, I didn't win a Switch, but I bought it off someone who won it and didn't want it. So I got it for much cheaper. 
uh, the, the Switch and I immediately went out and bought Breath of the Wild and uh, won. And it's a brilliant game. And I think if they just do this again, I mean, uh, th that's a wild ask because that's such a unique and incredible game. Like, just repeat it. Just do it again. Like, as just if give that's us such more a... wild. Don't change anything. Yeah. As if that's such a trivial thing to do. Um, but, like, if they manage to do that and, you know, tweak some things, this could be amazing again. Because it was it was unique enough where it's like, I could take another one of those. Like, absolutely. Fair enough, but, fair enough, yeah. But, but yeah, like I said, it's a complete... Nintendo is completely unreadable. Like, they're... They play by their own rules. Yeah, their business decisions and development decisions are completely unhinged in a way. <laughs> like, completely unpredictable. But like I think I that said. it kind of keeps them in it. That you can't, you can't easily guess what they're going to do. Exactly. I no, like it. Uh, I, that's that's a great point. Well, should we end yeah. on the? Uh, I'll end on the pregnant question: Is Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, such a good game that you would call it the best game of all time, the best video game ever? Um. Ah. <laughs> uh -uh. We'll talk about it next week, Fahad. Okay, okay, okay. We'll leave have... our uh, audience in with yeah. bated breath. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. lovely. Good to see you again. That was wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, I missed your soothing voice well, in my life. Hopefully, we. Oh, no, we can't. You're going to Scotland. Well, it'll be back on the I'll... mics or I won't see you. Well, we won't be in person till the end of part of Jan again, but hopefully, you can hear more of my dulcet tones yeah. before then. I'll be I'll I'll definitely be um able to record next week and then I'll probably have to skip like two episodes. Okay. But we'll see about that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Alright, nice. Well That's lovely. I will uh wish you all the best to your twenty twenty two. I'll probably speak to you at work tomorrow most cycles or this week. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, to you listeners, now less personally, but to those listening, hope we hope you two have an amazing twenty twenty two and please get in touch with us with what you're most excited for this year. There's a bunch to choose from. A lot more a lot more uh, going on this year than last year and the uh COVID slowing development is only gonna be given so much People are going to start getting maybe a bit annoyed with that or start accusing it of being an excuse soon. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> not to end on that combative note, I'm not a conspiracy There'll be plenty of good video games. Yeah. There'll be plenty of yeah. good video games. Uh, there's a ton that we haven't even mentioned. So I'm sure there'll yeah. be enough. Horizon, I realise now, is a pretty gaping one that we should have mentioned. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't care about it. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. I, oh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's going to be a great game. I got extremely bored of the first one, but I, I, I respect it a lot. That's that's my Horizon take. Yeah, uh, a mature and wise take. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Right, well, I'll uh, I'll see you then. Goodbye, listeners. Yeah. Goodbye, Faris. Goodbye, John. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world.